Welcome to Wellness Now, a health and wellness information program brought to you by Valleywise Health and District Medical Group. Each week we go in depth with different healthcare experts on some of your top health questions, getting answers to help you live your best life. Hello and welcome to Wellness Now, presented by Valleywise Health and District Medical Group. I'm your host, Dr. Michael White. This week, as part of our Heart Health series, we're going in-depth on high blood pressure or hypertension. According to the CDC, nearly half of adults in the United States have hypertension, but only one in four of those have it under control. Joining us today in our discussion is Dr. Belitsega Yanene, a district medical group cardiologist at Valleywise Health and a clinical assistant professor of medicine at the Creighton University School of Medicine in Phoenix. Dr. Yanene, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Dr. White. Kind of tell me before we get started in our topic today around hypertension, what encouraged you to go into the practice of medicine, especially around joining the practice of cardiology? Uh, you know, Mike, uh, I have always wanted uh, to help others growing up uh, and into my adulthood. Really, that was uh, the driving uh, motivation for me, uh, doing good for others, helping others. You know, one of the most exciting things or one of the most common things that we see as cardiologists in our practice is high blood pressure. How often do you deal with and see patients that have high blood pressure? Well, as a cardiovascular physician, as a cardiologist, uh, I can say uh, almost all of my patients will have high blood pressure uh, by the time they come to see me, to see us, uh, you as well. But of course, purely high blood pressure, uh, I can say up to 75% of my patients would have that too. Right. I mean, it's really one of those things that we see, you know, especially as we're dealing with heart and the heart physiology that really affects that. So, you know, when you get into that specialty realm, a lot of our patients have it, but it is really prevalent within the community, you know, as we noted as we were starting this earlier this morning. What causes high blood pressure? Why does somebody have high blood pressure? Despite uh, many decades of research, uh, it's hard to pinpoint what really causes high blood pressure, but uh, we can uh, talk about risk factors that uh, may lead to uh, high blood pressure. Unhealthy dietary choices, uh, lack of exercise, obesity, of course, age and family history seem to be the main reasons why people uh, seem to develop high blood pressure in their lifetime. Yeah, certainly, you know, we, we learn a lot about, you know, the way that diet affects our, our lives, certainly some of those lifestyle choices. And we hear a lot about that. One of the monikers that goes along with high blood pressure is it's known as, quote, the silent killer. Um, why do people call it or why is it known as the silent killer? Indeed, that's an excellent question. It's called the silent killer because people do not have any symptoms or signs of the disease until late in the game. They usually uh, present with uh, some severe damage of an organ, and, and that's really how we come to diagnose them with high blood pressure, uh, hence the term silent killer, because people wouldn't know that they have it and would end up having damage in their organs. Yeah, and certainly as we go through our conversation today about hypertension and high blood pressure, 
we'll learn that, you know, a lot of the uh, the challenges that we have as healthcare providers uh, really is in the treatment aspect because people may have this high blood pressure, you know, condition, but not know it because they really don't have any symptoms until it's too late in this, you know, and, and along that lines, which causes, you know, a lot of this uh, damage and a lot of this damage to the body. You know, who can have high blood pressure? So if we're worried about this, who should be most concerned that they might have high blood pressure and start to seek guidance from their healthcare provider? According to the CDC, uh, almost one in, uh, no, sorry, nine in uh, 10 people seem to get high blood pressure uh, once in their lifetime. You know, uh, of those, there are uh, age and ethnic or uh, ethnicity or racial differences uh, in who could have them uh, the most. Based on what we know so far, it seems that blacks, for example, uh, or African-Americans seem to have uh, a higher and an earlier onset of high blood pressure than their white, Hispanic, Asian, uh, or Native Alaskan type people. So uh, more, more so, uh, blacks and African-Americans seem to get the higher incidence and then, uh, but as far as, for example, gender goes, both females and males seem to uh, have the disease for sure. Yeah, and certainly, you know, one of the things that we can talk about and one of the greatest ways for us to help with this is for people to understand that they may have this risk factor and have their blood pressure checked. Certainly, if you have a members of your family, uh, certainly your parents or siblings, you know, that tell you, hey, I've been told I have high blood pressure, it tends to run in these families. And therefore, you know, it is important to really have this checked and follow closely. What can happen to someone if their blood pressure is not treated or not well controlled? Mike, as you know, high blood pressure or hypertension, if not treated, uh, can lead to uh, several damage, end-organ damages, as, as we note in, in the medical term. We said it's a silent killer, which is people wouldn't have any symptoms until, until they have had some form of damage in their different organs in their body. Untreated high blood pressure uh, can lead to different complications. For example, over time, patients uh, are at a high risk of developing heart attacks, heart failure as a result of untreated high blood pressure. With high blood pressure, elasticity of arteries decreases and uh, those uh, arteries become somewhat brittle, if you may say. Uh, and, and you can have blockages uh, form or uh, arteries can burst. For example, if it happens in the brain, that can lead to strokes. And then you can also have uh, complications such as chronic kidney disease. Uh, you can have issues with uh, sexual dysfunction and peripheral vascular disease. So these are some of uh, complications that may arise from untreated high blood pressure. If you're just tuning in, we're talking about heart health and what you need to know about high blood pressure. The only way to know if you have high blood pressure is to get it checked. You can make it a virtual or in-person appointment with a district medical group provider at Valleywise Health by calling 833-855-9973 Monday through Friday from 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. or by visiting valleywisehealth.org and clicking the book appointment button. 
So we know that it can lead to these other medical problems with this untreated episodes of high blood pressure. What are some emergencies that someone might have if their blood pressure gets so high? In uh, very high uh, blood pressures, people can have some emergency findings. For example, they could uh, lose eyesight uh, or have trouble with vision. We call that either blurred vision uh, or they could have visual halos. And so that would be one complication to watch for. Secondly, people can have uh, strokes either through bleeding in the brain or from blocked arteries. High blood pressure, especially very high numbers, can also cause chest pains and can lead to heart attacks, either again through blockages or whatnot, Mike. Yeah, it certainly has just a ravaging effect on all aspects of the body, you know, with this, you know, elevated blood pressure. You know, I liken this to, you know, the arteries and the veins in our body are really the plumbing, you know, the plumbing of our house here. And when you put that plumbing under constant stress by turning up the pressure so high, you are going to have some of these effects, you know, of of where the plumbing goes into um, that will cause this over time. And it's important that we really focus on that um, around it. You know, one of the conditions, especially in women, that we see oftentimes when they're pregnant, uh, we see that their blood pressure becomes elevated. How does hypertension affect those that may become or want to become pregnant? That is an important question, uh, Mike. Uh, Based on what we know, about 1 in 12 to 13 pregnancies uh, will will have uh, complications as far as high blood pressure. People can have high blood pressure before pregnancy, or they could also have high blood pressure during pregnancy. Now, that is called preeclampsia, but that would maybe... We can save that for another day. But overall, uh, high blood pressure in pregnancy can have adverse or unwanted effects on the mother and the baby uh, as well. Uh, So it would be very important for any mothers or anyone who wants to be pregnant uh, and with a history of high blood pressure or any risks thereof uh, to have a discussion with their uh, providers. Absolutely. And again, this is why we as, you know, cardiovascular professionals really encourage everyone to understand and have their blood pressure checked because again, it can have so many of these effects um, on people and it'll be something that is continually monitored uh, during that pregnancy period for those women that are affected. So we know that once we diagnose high blood pressure, that it's important for us to be able to treat it and get it under control. What should some things that people do if they suspect they have high blood pressure? Is this something that I should monitor at home? Uh, For sure, for sure. Uh, Like you said earlier, the only way to know if people have high blood pressure is if they can have their numbers checked. And once uh, people know they have high blood pressure, then they would have uh, uh, a couple things uh, to do on the on their own. Uh, but as well, uh, it will be also important to start uh, care with a healthcare provider. Now, uh, some things that uh, patients or people can do uh, when they know they have high blood pressure uh, would be uh, to uh, monitor their blood pressure at home. Uh, these days, uh, it's easy to get. Uh, reliable machines uh, or blood pressure monitor kits from pharmacies. Uh, They can have those uh, for themselves, for family members, uh, and easily check blood pressure 
at home uh, and, and maybe even transmit those numbers to their providers uh, to help uh, with their care. Like uh, I said earlier, there are risk factors that they can mitigate as well. Uh, and maybe we can uh, get into that in your subsequent questions. You know, we see these blood pressure cuffs and we see these available to monitor this at home. Is there any one type that's better than the other? You know, I see the ones that go on the wrists. I see the ones that go up on the upper arms. Is there one that's better than the other for monitoring my blood pressure at home? Uh, I usually recommend the arm one uh, for my patients. The wrist one, uh, as easy and uh, good it may look, uh, sometimes I uh, the reading uh, looks to be higher than uh, the correct number. So I usually recommend uh, using the arm ones. I agree. I think that they, you know, may be a little bit more cumbersome to get on, but, you know, the, the information that we get is likely more accurate to help us as we're being able to treat this. You know, so if we diagnose an individual or a patient with hypertension or high blood pressure, are there certain foods that we should eat or should not eat that may affect our blood pressure? Correct. Uh, yes, there are. Uh, you know, one of the things that's uh, really implicated in uh, high blood pressure uh, is, uh, if I may say, kind of unrestricted sodium intake or salt intake. Uh, uh, that's something that's very high uh, on a daily basis in the average American diet. Uh, a diet uh, very high in, uh, in sodium, which we usually find in table salt, uh, and low in potassium uh, seems to uh, be really associated with uh, high blood pressure. And so uh, one thing we can do would be to minimize salt intake in, in, in food. Uh, then, of course, other healthy dietary uh, choices such as increased intake of fruits and vegetables um, uh, and uh, uh, more of the healthy type meat is also recommended in that sense. Uh, that's as far as diet goes, uh, but uh, there are also other things to do. Um, should I go on? on Absolutely. On, yes. So uh, one, one other thing would be uh, keeping a healthy weight, of course, right? And so uh, in order to do that, uh, uh, diet alone may not cut it. And so people would have to uh, do routine or regular exercises, uh, about 150 minutes uh, per week of moderate intensity uh, aerobic exercise is recommended. Um, uh, and, and really, uh, people may look at the number and think this may be kind of high, uh, heavy to achieve or whatnot, but 150 minutes per week means about half an hour a day. And I think people can really uh, get to that level of exercise. Uh, uh, and then uh, other things that uh, that uh, uh, we uh, people can do would be cutting sol uh, alcohol intake uh, uh, and also quitting smoking if they do smoke cigarettes. And uh, last but not least, uh, in this uh, era of uh, our time, uh, stress and anger management seem uh, to play a big role as well. And so, uh, kind of minimizing stress uh, uh, and and having ways. Uh, of doing that would be very helpful. Cardiologist Dr. Bilitsega Yanene is answering your top questions about high blood pressure. Certainly, we know that diet, exercise, you know, 
alcohol avoidance um, and these things are helpful, you know, in managing blood pressure and helping those folks that may have hypertension get that under control. But that may not be enough. So what are some of the medications that we use that are able to treat blood pressure? As you know, Mike, uh, if people uh, cannot lower their numbers uh, adequately with the, with the uh, preventive ways we discussed earlier on, uh, then they would have to be on medications to lower their numbers. Uh, we do that because uh, hi- hypertension is a silent killer. We know it will lead to complications later in life, uh, whether it's memory loss, strokes, heart attacks, kidney fun- uh, dysfunction, sexual dysfunction, or, or other. Uh, and so we have different uh, uh, options. The nice thing about this is we have we have had uh, lots of years of research. We have uh, really lots of medications uh, in, and we have more than four or five levels of or classes of drugs, as you know, uh, to choose from to treat high blood pressure. Uh, everyone behaves differently. Uh, some medications work better in. Uh, uh, Blacks and Hispanics, for example, than whites. So what we may choose as the first-line medication for an African-American or a Hispanic person may be different from uh, what we choose for a a Caucasian uh, person. So uh, we factor all those. We factor age. And and, uh, depending on what we need to target to lower their numbers, um, we'll choose medications like, you know, like most of our medications, there would be pros and cons, you know, and potential side effects. So it would be on the patient and the physician uh, to weigh uh, the benefits and risks that may be associated and, and go from there. What I think is great news around all of that in that information there is, you know, we have so many options available to us as healthcare providers to find that right combination for someone to get their blood pressure under control, to minimize, you know, what may be side effects or challenges with their blood pressure, you know, to get that right, to get the benefits of having a lower blood pressure. We've talked a lot about, and we've referred a lot today about, you know, blood pressure numbers. What is a good blood pressure reading? And what do those two numbers that we see on that blood pressure cuff, what do they mean? Uh, thanks for your question, Mike. The, that's really kind of the basic thing to know for everyone, right? If uh, if we can't make that clear enough for people, you know, just mentioning the numbers wouldn't really help. Uh, I agree with you. So uh, <clears throat> we we measure blood pressure, uh, uh, and 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 as many people see, uh, you know, we, we would level a certain number, for example, 120 over 80. Um, you know, the top number is called the systolic blood pressure. Uh, and systolic blood pressure is the measurement uh, of the pressure in our blood pipes or arteries when the heart is beating or kicking. Uh, uh, and the diastolic or the lower number called the diastolic blood pressure is the measurement of pressure when the heart is resting or feeling itself. Uh, uh, it will be important to know what is considered a normal number. Usually an uneasy to, number to remember would be 120 over 80. But of course, for us uh, healthcare providers, that number may change depending on age, for example, and other comorbidities. Is there any number when you're taking this at home or we're monitoring this at home that is really too high and that we should be concerned and contact our healthcare provider? 
in line uh, of what I started earlier on, uh, our most recent guidelines in 2017 uh, uh, consider stage one hypertension as, a, as the number above 130 over uh, 89. Uh, in a way, uh, a very high number would be uh, usually if it's in the range of 160, 170 or more than that, I, uh, I would consider that uh, as concerning. Uh, and especially if people have other symptoms that go with it, whether headaches or uh, severe headaches, blurred vision, uh, difficulty with vision, uh, heart, chest pain or other things, then, then that should warrant uh, an immediate evaluation. Agreed. I mean, anytime you have a, a elevated blood pressure reading associated with any of those symptoms, it certainly behooves of anybody to be evaluated in one of the emergency departments, you know, because that may be the sign of a more uh, serious condition that needs immediate intervention um, and treatment with there. Are there ways that we can prevent high blood pressure? Uh, yes, and this would involve uh, following the preventive uh, uh, strategies or uh, that we touched uh, earlier on. Uh, some things, unfortunately, can't change, right? Our age, uh, family history, uh, or genetic predisposition. Those are things that we, we do not have control on. Uh, but uh, definitely by uh, minimizing salt intake, not uh, falling into habits such as cigarette smoking, cutting down on or minimizing alcohol intake, uh, avoiding uh, he uh, being heavier in weight, uh, we call that obesity, uh, eating healthy, avoiding salt, exercising regularly, uh, those are really the ways to uh, prevent uh, high blood pressure. What are some questions that people can ask their physician about their blood pressure? The first thing would be to know whether they have high blood pressure or not. Uh, and, and, uh, uh, and if they do, uh, where, are, where do they um, fall? Is it just elevated blood pressure uh, based on their numbers or is it consider stage one hypertension, stage two hypertension, because this will have implications on what should be done for them. Uh, other good questions for them to ask could be, um, can they just uh, see any change with uh, uh, healthy lifestyle choices or do they need medications? And if they do need medications, what would work for them best and what side effects there may be uh, or what to anticipate with the medications that would be used and how, how they can address those. Those would be some of the, the questions. And, and to some extent, you know, it may be a little overwhelming, but people can also ask their future risk as far as cardiovascular uh, uh, disease uh, goes. You know, as we close out kind of our time together here today, you know, one of the questions I always ask all of our guests are, what are three things that our listeners can do to take action uh, around the information that we've presented today around high blood pressure? First thing would be, um, you know, uh, follow healthy lifestyle uh, uh, ways. Start exercising, eat healthy, uh, try to consume low salt uh, diet as much as you can. Uh, secondly, get out there. Uh, these days we have uh, free blood pressure monitors. So if you really don't want to go to the provider just yet, you can check your numbers in, in standalone pharmacies and get your numbers. 
and then lastly, if you have a high number, uh, contact your provider, uh, or if you don't have one, uh, come uh, and, and either here or uh, what may be closer to your place and, and get the care you need. Uh, if your numbers are good, then that's good. Keep up with the preventive healthy lifestyle ways. Dr. Bilitsega Yanene, District Medical Group Cardiologist at Valleywise Health. Thank you very much for your time today and answering our questions about hypertension. My pleasure, Dr. White. If you missed any part of the show or want to hear something again, you can join us anytime on our podcast at valleywisehealth.org slash be well. Thank you again for listening today. and We'll talk again soon. We hope you enjoyed listening to Wellness Now, brought to you by Valleywise Health and District Medical Group. If you're looking for more information about what you heard today, visit us online at valleywisehealth.org slash be well. There you'll find blogs, podcasts, and information about the healthcare providers you heard on the show. You can even book an appointment at a Valleywise Community Health Center near you. That's valleywisehealth.org slash be well. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon.